If you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor. If you like your private health insurance plan, you can keep your plan, period. If you are among the hundreds of millions of Americans who already have health insurance through your job, or Medicare, or Medicaid, or the VA, nothing in this plan will require you or your employer to change the coverage of the doctor you have. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Find out what is in it. This is America's Healthcare Challenge on News Talk 1290, News Talk 1290KOIL.com, and the News Talk 1290 mobile app. America's Healthcare Challenge is produced and sponsored by E.D. Bellis. Now, here's your host, Sean McGuire. Good and the happy Independence Day, everybody, here from the Heartland. You're listening to America's Healthcare Challenge on News Talk 1290 Coil. I'm Alan Hager sitting in for Sean McGuire, who's traveling the heartland today, getting ready for our celebration of our independence. And this show here is talking about the uh, getting rid of the dependence of government and getting it off of your back. And we're going to talk a lot about that today with several different things, first of which is H.R. 5447, which is an awesome piece of legislation brought before the House of Representatives and was passed a couple weeks ago. It was sponsored by Charles Bustani from Louisiana, and it restores health reimbursement accounts for small employers. Under an ill-advised regulatory overreach, the IRS, under the Affordable Care Act, stripped employers of the ability to reimburse employees for the purchase of individual market health insurance or simply for health medical expenses. 5447 partially restores that. Under this bill, an employee's family plan premium and other costs can be reimbursed up to $10,260 tax-free, $5,130 for singles with an inflation adjustment. Even higher reimbursements are allowed for larger families and older employees And this is a common way for small employers, probably those under 50, to make sure their employees had health coverage without resorting to setting up a small group health plan. There is no reason the IRS should have ever gotten rid of this, except that it went the exact opposite way of the Affordable Care Act. And 5447 restores those for small employers. If you're listening to America's Healthcare Challenge for the first time, welcome to our show. We're here to talk about the Affordable Care Act, Obamacare, the Unaffordable Care Act, whatever you want to call it. We're talking about it, dude. And you know what? It is a great day to be an American when Congress is passing legislation like this to restore rights back to the consumer. So 5447 is important. The Senate now has it. And if you want this bill passed and you're a small business person, make sure you contact Senator Sass, Senator Grassley, Ernst, and all your United States senators in the heartland and all over the country and ask them to get this up to the Senate floor and get it passed. It's important legislation, folks, because, frankly, what it does you, you wonder why your health reimbursement accounts went away? Well, because Obamacare, Obamacare uh, and the IRS declared them illegal. And so 5447 restores those for small businesses, at least for small business. Now, on the other hand, there's another piece of legislation now, H.R. 1270 which Matt Matt Barrows, you'll find interesting because this restores access to medications. Now, what do I mean by restoring access to medications? Well, it's kind of a combination of two bills, one offered by Lynn Jenkins from Kansas and Eric Paulson from Minnesota. And you wonder why with your health savings account you can't buy over-the-counter medicine anymore? Well, again, the IRS declared it illegal under Obamacare. And he took away those opportunities. 1270 repeals 
those provisions in the Affordable Care Act and puts that back in place. So the med- medicine cabinet tax that we've been paying, you couldn't buy over-the-counter drugs with pre-tax dollars, that goes away if the Senate passes it and President Obama decides to sign it. That's important legislation because that gives you the ability to buy things, buy, 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 buy drugs without having to have a prescription to use your HSA. What's, what's, the, what's the thought process behind the, the opposition, say the liberal Democrats, the Obamas? Uh-huh. What, what is the thought process of not wanting these health savings accounts or using pre-tax dollars does it is it is it more of the same like the privilege the white privilege thing you yep. know only certain people are going to be able to be one, one positively affected that. by that so mm-hmm. we can't allow that to happen because everybody has to be equal well they've been blocking access to hsas and, and griping about hsas hras anything but a, maybe an hmo for the last 30 years because it's another, you know, hedge against, you know, losing, you know, losing money via via the taxation system. Well, and it takes control away from the government, which and is, places is it, it into the hands of individuals, right? So that they can make their own individual financial right decisions, giving independence back to the American citizen, which goes directly in the face of the status who want to control you and control everything about your life. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. And so, with H.R. 1270, it allows both spouses to make catch-up contributions to the same HSA, making it easier to pay for expenses incurred before the establishment of the HSA and roughly double the tax deduction or tax-deductible HSA contribution limit so it equals the out-of-pocket maximum. So have you ever had an HSA, Matt? No, no, I've, no, well, I've never had one before. Well, you're only limited to so much amount of so much so much to put in, and it never matches what the deductible is. Right. And so, how in the heck do you expect to pay out of pocket via your HSA and pre-tax dollars? You can't because if you have a ten thousand dollar deductible or a twenty thousand dollar deductible, you know you're only limited to to so much money to put into your HSA, and it's not going to cover that. So, you know. There were limits put on the HSA, really? How about giving me no limit on the HSA and limit my deductible? How about flipping it for a change? Okay. Now, remember, when some of these limits were put into place, Democrats were in control. Now we're trying to fix those things on the Republican in the Republican House and find some ways to help cut costs or allow people the ability to save for those major medical emergencies. So Republic for what you're saying is Republicans are trying to put the affordable in the affordable care bill. Right. In the affordable care act. Right. Well, I mean, this just proves it because if I can match my deductible through my HSA, then then I should be able to take it out monthly or whatever and be able to pay those things that I need to pay. It's paid in part by increasing the amount of the windfall advance tax credit under Obamacare, which must be paid back to the Treasury. That's interesting. You know, here's another thing, and I'm not, I didn't even plan on talking about this, but it kind of goes in line with giving freedom out and making people have independent, have, giving people independence. H.R. 5452, the Native American Health Savings Improvement Act. Did you know that if you're in the Indian Health Services, you can't open an HSA? This bill does that. So, yet again, the Native Americans are getting the, sh- the short end of the stick. They can't save for their own emergencies. And here, with this bill from uh, Congressman Mulinar from Michigan... Try and say that four times. <laughs> uh, Indians would be enrolled in the uh, in that are enrolled in the Indian Health Service insurance plan will be able to open up HSAs for the first time. So if you are supportive of those bills, make sure you call your senators because those are important things. You know, our job here at America's Healthcare Challenge is to bring you the news and bring you 
the latest happenings in healthcare and healthcare reform, these three bills are just the very beginning of what we could talk about. We could sit here for hours on end and talk about healthcare reform, but we're only limited to one hour every week on Saturdays. If you want to join in the conversation, 402-342-1290, 800-577-1290. After the break, we're going to be talking about all of these insurance companies now that are filing lawsuits against the federal government because they're not getting a risk corridor payment. You know, we talked about risk corridor payments before. And there's a whole lot of things coming down the pipe with this. In the third segment, Sean McGuire is going to join us from the road. And he's going to talk all kinds of stuff that's going on in his world. And after the break, here on America's Healthcare Challenge, we're going to talk about this uh, stuff going on with the insurance companies again. If you want to join in the conversation, it's 402-342-1290, 800-577-1290. It's July 4th weekend. I want everybody to drive safe, be safe, and have a happy Independence Day. And we'll be back right after this. Research shows moving is one of the most stressful events in a person's life. But thanks to two men in a truck, it doesn't have to be. They have everything you need to move. A courteous professional staff who will customize your move, which includes a no-obligation estimate, a schedule to fit your convenience, and all the necessary packing supplies. And two men in a truck will help you watch your budget, too. Don't stress. Let two men in a truck handle your home or business move. Go to twomenandatruck.com. Two men in a truck selected Best of Omaha for nine years straight with an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. Now that you've heard of Sean McGuire, and healthreformexplained.com, maybe it's time for his team to assess your company's situation. We have innovative strategies to help navigate this new maze created by the Affordable Care Act. For more, go to healthreformexplained.com. You are listening to America's Healthcare Challenge on News Talk 1290, News Talk 1290KOIL.com, and the News Talk 1290 mobile app. Once again, here's Sean McGuire. Welcome back to America's Healthcare Challenge here on News Talk 1290 Coil. I'm not Sean McGuire. I'm Alan Hager, and I'm usually in the co-host chair today, but today I'm in the hot seat sitting in for Sean because he's out traveling this wonderful country on a July 4th weekend. And before the break, I was telling you that we were going to talk about risk corridor payments and lawsuits brought up by the insurance companies because the federal government isn't paying them what they <laughs> were told they were going to be paid for these things. Now, here's the thing. What is a risk corridor by the insurance companies? So there are three R's. There's risk adjustment, reinsurance, and risk corridor. They're known as the three R's. Risk adjustment, is a process that deters insurance plans from trying to attract healthy enrollees and protects companies that attract sicker than average customers. Reinsurance is a technique for making sure that health plans are protected against really bad luck in the form of relatively rare customers who experience truly catastrophic illness that result in huge expenditures. 
And risk corridors, which is what we're going to be talking about, is the most complicated of the three R's. And so I'm going to give my best attempt at explaining this because it is very complex. But far from costing the taxpayers any money, the CBO projected that the program of risk corridors could actually make the Treasury a tidy $8 billion profit. To prevent uh, companies from losing money by setting higher than necessary premiums, they created this program which would collect money from plans sold in a new marketplace with unexpectedly high gains and redistribute them to plans with unexpectedly high losses. So if plans made up to 3% more than expected, they could keep the gains or eat the losses. However, if they made or lost 3 to 8% more than predicted, they could give up to 50% of the winnings or are compensated for 50% of their shortfalls above 3%. If losses or gains exceed 8%, the insurers give back up to 80% of the gains or losses exceeding 8% of the predicted amount. If the government collects more from the winners than it has to pay out to losers, it keeps the balance. You think that's clear as mud on <laughs> risk corridors? I don't know that anybody but maybe Sean McGuire and a couple other people understand the whole concept of risk corridors. And I'm sure Sean will have the ability to weigh in on that. But why are we talking about risk corridors? Well, on October 1st of 2014, CMS issued their first official report for the risk corridor payout program. And many insurance wonks are freaked out because of what it, what it did. Issuers will pay $362 million in risk corridor charges and have submitted almost $2 billion dollars closer to three actually in risk corridor payments for 2014 at that time assuming full collections of risk corridor charges this would result in a rate rate of 12.6 percent in other words the insurance companies that were deemed losers are owed about 2.6 billion dollars for 2014 losses but there's only $360 million available to pay them are about 12.6 cents on the dollar. So there's, what, what is that, 87 cents that they're not going to get paid on these losses? <laughs> so it sounds like, to me, this was completely mishandled from the very start at, by CMS, by HHS, and how they determined this crap. So with that being said, what are insurance companies now doing? What do you think, Matt? What are what do they think they're doing? I would I would try and opt out. Well, is, is that an option? There are some who have decided to opt out of the exchange program. But Health Republic, Moda Health, Blue Cross Blue Shield of North Carolina and other insurance companies, they've decided to file lawsuits because they weren't getting what they uh deemed necessary in the show you know when you look at uh blue cross blue shield of nebraska the federal government according to bcbs nc is saying they underpaid them by about 130 million dollars in 2014 on these risk corridor payments they're also asking for full assurances that they are fully paid in 2015 and 2016. The federal government's been asking to throw these lawsuits out. They haven't heard of them yet. Why is this important? Well, Congress, when it was taken over by Republicans, changed also changed the way risk corridor payments were made. And so did Congress, by changing the laws regarding risk, pay, risk corridor payments, also short the system so that Health and Human Services and CMS couldn't make a full payment? We don't know the answer to that. That's another interesting part of this whole conversation. And that's why we're here. If you want to jump into the conversation, it's 402-342-1290 or 800-577-1290. So BCBS 
North Carolina sued the, is suing the federal government for $130 million. Health Republic is filing a motion in the U.S. Court of Federal Claims in Washington, D.C. because they didn't receive enough money in health corridor payments. And they're owed $20 million under this program. And Moda Health, based out of Portland, Oregon, is saying that they were counting on $180 million that the government shorted them. Two weeks ago, Highmark Inc. of Pittsburgh filed a similar suit seeking $233 million in unpaid risk corridor money. So we're looking at probably about a couple billion dollars here between five or six different insurance companies that they're filing motions and lawsuits for on uh, risk corridor payments. So that's going to be very interesting to talk about with Sean to see what he has to say on this. You know, Moda's chief executive said, if it knew the federal government was going to renege on its obligations, they would have never jumped so aggressively into the new markets created by the Affordable Care Act if it knew the federal government was going to renege. Moda's parent company was forced this spring to sell off assets and borrow additional funds in order to replenish its depleted capital reserves. The Department of Consumer and Business Services took Moda into supervision in January, and Moda stayed being put off into receivership only after raising more than $165 million this spring. So it looked like Moda was about to go bankrupt. We got Smitty online, too. What's going on out there, Smitty? What do you got? I, I guess I'm, I'm just a guy that represents the guy who just really going down the road and listen to this, and I'm saying to myself, how is it that big business, uh, big group, HHS, insurance, uh, Social Security, Blue Cross, Blue Shield, see, these guys, they can take a thing like, like being sold a bill of goods, not getting what you paid for, not getting what was agreed upon, and then they can turn it into a suit. And you and I driving down the road just got to put up with this bull. <laughs> You're exactly right on that. And I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing with you because, let's be frank, Congress abdicated its authority when they created this crazy law. And at the end of the day, Smitty, they left it to the Health and Human Services Secretary to negotiate all these crazy deals with the insurance company, the pharmaceutical company, the hospitals, on and on down the line. In the law, it said the Secretary of Health and Human Services shall do the following. And that was all the way throughout the 2,300 pages. So I would I, Congress abdicated its authority in lawmaking and gave it to the executive branch in this. Because remember, remember that Nancy Pelosi made the comment, we're going to have to pass the bill to see what's in it because they didn't know what was in it. I'm going to have to hop out my last car. I'll tell you what. Well, but I, you know, it's ridiculous that, you know, I mean, if you like your insurance, keep your insurance. If you like your doctor, keep your doctor. I was sold a bill of goods 35 years ago. I, if you join the military, you're going to have insurance. If you finish, you're going to be covered, you and your family, for your life. Okay, don't have to pay no money. I'm paying $500 or so a year. I'm not complaining. I, I was going to you know, say, with TRICARE, now they're making you pay, aren't they? But it's, a lie is just a lie. And, and I'm yep. like, you know, at some point in time, I get tired of being lied to. I just feel, I'm, a, I'm just like said, just a normal guy, normal Joe. I, I don't like, if your words should mean something. If, if, if being a politician means I can lie without, with impunity, then doggone it all, it's time to stop the mess. Well, and I think that's why probably Donald Trump is the nominee on one side of the party uh, on, of, of the election cycle is because people are sick and tired of politicians saying one thing, they get to Washington and they do a complete they do a 180 and they do something else. I'm really yeah. I'm really feeling Smitty right now too and I, and I think he brings up a great point which is, you know, where do you go to to redress your grievances, so to speak? With a situation like this, you know, he's right. If you're a big business, if you're a big corporation, if you're a big insurance company, you've got the means. You've got you've got a team of lawyers. You've yeah. got a bank load of money, and you can and you can take your grievances to the court system. 
Speaks right. What does the individual do? We what have what do we process? Do? Yeah. Hey, that's just along for the ride, I guess. All right. Well, thanks a lot, Smitty. And you, you stay good out touch- there, my friend. Well, appreciate you guys touching the pulse of the people, okay? Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Uh huh. Um, that opens up a line here on America's Healthcare Challenge at 402-342-1290-800-577-1290. Hey, you know what? If you want to call in and talk about the issues that matter, we're talking about those things today here on, on America's Healthcare Challenge. We're talking about freedom. We're talking about independence from the dependence of government, which a lot of people are dependent on government. They want government handouts. They want this. They want that from the government. They don't want to have to work for it. We're all about free markets here. We're all about free markets. We're all about freedom and independence from the government. We want the ability to redress our grievances of the government. And I'm telling you, I'm sick and tired of things. We got Debbie on line three. You want to talk about Coventry? Go right on ahead. Hi. Um, I had lost my health insurance through my employer, so I called the marketplace begrudgingly and got on with Coventry of Nebraska. Right. And this was last month. Uh, uh, between 30 and 45 days ago. Well, last week I get a notice in the mail where they are um, canceling my policy as of December 31. And I'm wondering, do you know why that they're doing that? Well, a lot of the problems with some of these insurance companies on the mark in the marketplace has to do with losing money, and they realize that it's not beneficial for them to stay in the marketplace, stay in that exchange, the Affordable Care Act marketplace. And so Coventry is just one of the companies that has announced that they were dropping out of the exchange marketplace. And Interesting. And so what happens to us after that? Well, the open season will come back around in October, and you'll have to find a new insurance company uh, to take your ins- to, 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 to purchase insurance from. Um, and at the same time, your choices are going to be limited in the state of Nebraska because there's only a couple remaining companies who sell insurance in Nebraska. And, you know, whether it's Coventry dropping out, Co-Opportunity having gone broke, the co-op that was created by the Affordable Care Act in Iowa and Nebraska, now we're left with only a couple choices on the individual marketplace. Uh, for insurance. There's also Christian uh, uh, insurance sharing sites popping up all over the place where you share uh, insurance costs with uh, those who are in the marketplace. You know, there's self-insurance. Edie Bellis, our parent company here at America's Healthcare Challenge, they can help people find insurance. Oh, can you? Yeah, edbellisinc.com. We can assist in those things. Okay. So okay. if you go to our website well, and fill out the information, one of our agents, probably Sean McGuire, who's usually the host here, will get in touch with you and we'll figure things out for you. Well, I am self-employed. Right. And I was working at the biggest uh, corporation in the world, or in the United States, so well, you know who that is. Right. Um, and uh, I'm self-employed. I have my own business. And so... Um, rather than to do anything else right now, I just hopped on and got on the marketplace. But at some point, I'm going to have to do some shopping around. Right, because so it, the other thing, too, right? Debbie, is if you don't have insurance, you get penalized. 695 Absolutely. or 2.5% of your income. I'm not going to pay Obama anything more than I have to. Trust me. All right, well, my producers tell us we have to go to a break. Thank you for a call, Debbie. Uh, it's very important that we have good callers. I also want to say God bless you, Debbie. That, yeah. was a, that was a great call. We've had two great calls so far today. Debbie was awesome. Yeah. And, Debbie, I would also like to echo the fact that Edie Bellis is somebody you should call immediately, especially if you're if you're self-employed. Yes. Especially. And, and like I said, edbellisinc.com. We if listen to our SoundCloud page at soundcloud.com slash America's Healthcare Challenge. Go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash America's Healthcare Challenge. 
we have over 500, probably now 600 segments where we're talking about things. We've been on the air for now, I think, four, maybe five years. And we've been right almost 100% of the time on all of these predictions that we've been making with the Affordable Care Act. And there's a whole lot more that we're going to be predicting here come the next year or so because there's a lot of things coming up. We're going to go to break here at this point. When we come back, Sean McGuire is going to jump on with us, and he's going to talk about risk corridor payments. He's going to talk about the lawsuits. He's going to talk about all kinds of different things that he sees going on in the marketplace. It's July 4th, Independence Day. We're going to, it's raining outside today, but tomorrow's going to be really nice. Hopefully on the 4th, it's going to be great. Um, I want you to be safe. I want you to enjoy family, enjoy good food. I'm a foodie. I <laughs> I love my food. And if you want to jump in the conversation, 402-342-1290, 800-577-1290. And we'll be back on America's Healthcare Challenge right after this. I thank my lucky stars to be living here today. Because the flag still stands for freedom. And they can't take that away And I'm proud to be an American Where at least I know I'm free And I won't forget the men who died Who gave that right to me And I gladly stand up next to you And defend her still today Cause there ain't no doubt I love this land God bless the USA are you feeling overwhelmed, depressed, or angry? Is your child or teenager acting out? Healing Tree Counseling wants to help. Located at 10th and Dodge, Healing Tree offers individual, family, and couples therapy. Bill and Laura are exceptional at working with children and adolescents. Ask around. They have a great reputation. Healing Tree accepts most insurance companies. They offer flexible payment plans and are confidential. Their personalized service and unique office sets them apart from larger agencies. Visit HealingTreeOmaha.com for more information. They say every business should have an elevator pitch. Here's ours. We are E.D. Bellis, a consulting company specializing in healthcare reform, helping businesses navigate the new law. For more, go to healthreformexplained.com. Not only are we going to New Hampshire, we're going to South Carolina and Oklahoma and Arizona and North Dakota and New Mexico. We're going to California and Texas and New York. We're going to South Dakota and Oregon and Washington and Michigan. And then we're going to Washington, D.C. to take back the White House. You want me on that wall. You need me on that wall. You are listening to America's Healthcare Challenge with Sean McGuire. Join the conversation at 402-342-1290 or at 800-577-1290. Once again, direct from the American heartland, here's your host, Sean McGuire. Welcome back to America's Healthcare Challenge, the number one healthcare reform show on the planet Earth. It is Independence Day weekend. We're here at News Talk 1290 Coil. And I'd like to introduce to you one of my best friends. Sean McGuire is... On the phone with us right now, my friend. And how are you doing today on this rainy, overcast, cloudy day in Omaha? Well, I'm doing great, Alan. It's uh, great to hear from you and uh, hear what you're up to in the calls. And it's uh, actually pretty nice up here in the Twin Cities where I'm at. Uh, I'm at a at a wedding, actually, but uh, the wedding of a couple of physicians. And so there's a lot of their colleagues. And I tell you what, it's just been interesting to hear uh, some of their reaction to the changes happening uh, in healthcare reform that affects them, uh, the people that take care of us as Americans. So it's been uh, really enlightening, and I'm looking forward to, to bringing that to the audience next week, and uh, they can check out our blog post uh, on health reform explained as well. So you heard about all of these different lawsuits that all these insurance carriers are per, uh, taking on against the federal government on the risk corridor payments? Mm-hmm. What do you, what's your take on that? Oh, I mean, this is just the beginning. It's almost like step two. Remember the game Jenga? Yep. Uh, you know how you start pulling out pieces? 
and things start to eventually rattle. And I would say the first piece that fell out of uh, the ACA would be something that goes way back. If you if you look at the law, it has ten sections in it, and one whole section was just completely stripped out because Health and Human Services looked at it and said, you know what, we can't even make this work. There's no way this is even going to happen. There, it was a it was called the Class Act, which was uh, a way for people to get uh, long-term care insurance, I believe, right, and coverage along those lines. But you ask somebody to pay in uh, premiums for several years before they actually receive a benefit, uh, people don't really like that. And so that was, I guess, the first piece of the Jenga uh, thing of the ACA that got pulled out. And uh, more and more have been pulled out as we go along. And this, this lawsuit is, is a reflection of, um, you know, not only the, the parts of the law that uh, might have been flawed and unworkable, but also the fact that Congress is going to change and has changed many pieces of this legislation. And, you know, one of the things uh, that they did was uh, get rid of, did, first of all, did not fund some of the money that was counted that these co-ops were counting on and causing right. them to go out of business. And then some of these uh, these risk order things are, are starting to fall in line on another thing. Uh, Marco Rubio, presidential candidate, uh, well, one of his things was talking about how he was trying to unravel uh, the Affordable Care Act or Obamacare. And so right. well, that, that's that's the section he was talking about. And the problem is these insurance companies, um, well, you know, we're told that they're going to be getting these funds. And so it's just kind of an alarming thing because the government, at least on this issue, is um, not turning out to be a very good business partner. Well, <laughs> They what does Donald Trump do to business partners that don't like him? He sues them. You're fired. You know I mean, yeah, or you're fired. And so, you know, a lot of times business deals don't work out. And I guess that's the only thing that I'm starting to see. This is just starting to look like a, a bad business deal gone wrong. Right, right, right. And, you know, with that being said, then you look at, you know, H.R. 5447, which is for small businesses to be able to have the ability to do uh HRAs again. Yep. That that's that seems to me like a step in the right direction uh, in restoring those uh, types of plans for small businesses. Sure. Yeah. I mean, those are good things and things that people should be agreeing on. And health savings accounts, I think, are good things given these high deductibles. And I think people should be able to put more. Um, well, and them if they can, and I really liked Ben Carson's idea of allowing people to start having them when they were born and, and let somebody build that up. Could you imagine if you could have 30 or not 30, but maybe 10 years of deductibles potentially by the time you're in your 30s? Yeah, I mean, that would be great. I mean, and I just saw an article in uh, Modern Healthcare speaking of, uh, you know, 5447. And 1270, 1270 being the Restore Access to Medications Act, which was the uh, eliminates the medicine cabinet tax, allows you to get your use your HSA on over-the-counter drugs again. President Obama has said he would veto it if it gets to him. And it's bipartisan. They're willing to work together on the Hill. He's not willing to work with them. What do you got to say about that? Uh, that's an interesting point. I didn't know that he, was, <laughs> he uh, had sent that. Uh, what was his statement of administration policy uh, on on those pieces of legislation? But I want you know, wonder where his uh, where his thinking is. Uh, maybe he doesn't want anything to change. Uh, his I mean, this is his signature law. I mean, this is the only real domestic policy that they've passed in the last eight years. If you think about it. Well, and here's what he did say about that. 1270 would create new and unnecessary tax breaks that disproportionately benefit high-income individuals, increases taxes for the lower and middle-class people, and does nothing to improve the quality or address the underlying cost of health care. Well, I'm going to disagree completely with him on that because I have an HSA. I'm not high-income. What's he declare high-income? $50,000? Well, you know, his speech writer needs to, you know, do some fact-checking before they uh, put put things like that out there. But well, I, I, uh, that does not – they're fixated on this fact that uh, somebody or a company, an individual, a small business owner, anybody that makes more than $200,000 um, is, uh, you know, is somehow how wealthy. Um, 
and in the small business world, you got to factor in a lot of the costs associated with with running that business that this person might might make, and so they might actually make a lot of money uh, on paper, but it costs them a heck of a lot of money to get there. So um, that's something that they don't really understand, in my opinion. And they also don't understand that the majority of people work at small businesses in America, uh, including in our state. The uh, majority of businesses in the country are small businesses. And a lot of people want to offer health insurance to their employees because it's an important benefit. People uh, really kind of expect it and need it, and a lot of people will stay at their jobs because of health benefits. And that's a fact. And that people tell me that all the time. But uh, it's, small businesses uh, have been murdered um, on the insurance policies that they have available to offer to their employees. And one of the strategies that they do is would be to offer them just a fixed amount of cash to just let them go buy, uh, buy, buy a policy on their own. And right. um, the, that, that's essentially what this, this would do. The IRS, in a rule, said that that's a no-no and uh, pretty, pretty threatened with some pretty scary penalties. But uh, I mean, it's just a piece of legislation that makes a lot of sense. Uh, it doesn't benefit the rich. It benefits employees of small businesses so they can have more affordable health insurance options uh, and something that makes sense for them. Because when you have four or five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten people in a, in a group policy, if one of those people is sick or has a high-cost condition, I mean, that can lead to 40 or 50% rate increases for the company. I mean, that's just massive. They can't afford it. And then they have to start passing it on to employees. And so it might make a lot more sense for them to just give every employee $500 a month. Right. Be done with it. Right. And so, you know, that's, that's kind of what, what that legislation would do. I think it makes a lot of sense. Some, something that uh, both sides can get behind, something that actually does improve the law and work on it. So uh, I guess we'll see what happens. Hey, sh- I, I'd like to see him veto that. That'd be interesting to see him defend it quick question for you sean um you know you know i'm in you know i'm in school and i'm inundated every day with uh you know how privileged i am and how privileged i was born and it seems like it is the only way that we can kind of get rid of this law is through peace kind of the piecemeal you know factor because obviously you know you know where president obama and and his administration is coming from i mean the entire point of this law correct me if i'm wrong was to cure the ill of America's disparity amongst, uh, you know, the rich and the poor. Um, you know, you hear people that make $200,000 uh, being called rich. Um, you know, it kind of reminds me of uh, the Kulak story back in Russia. But, you know, with that aside, I mean, is there, is, is there any other way other than this piecemeal that we're seeing with these two laws uh, to try to, you know, fix the problem that we have, which is Obamacare. Well, I mean, if both sides wanted to work together, they actually did want to fix it. They could go through a lot of sections and kind of look at the ones that were working and look at the ones that weren't working. But I think the Republicans all along have um, um, picked a poor strategy in trying to repeal this thing all along. They should have said that this is the Democrats' bill. They own it. They jammed it through Congress, you know, in the middle of the night on Christmas Eve as well, et cetera, et cetera, and say, if this thing is so great, you know, they own it, let it stand for itself. And as we can see, it's unraveling on its own. I mean, the, they were supposed to cover 32 million people were supposed to get insurance, and uh, we just recently informed that, you know, while we had some progress, 1.6 or 1.9 million, one of the two, uh, dropped off. So people <laughs> aren't even keeping their things. So they're not even at a third of where they need to be to meet their own expectations. And so I think it needs to unravel if, 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 you, if uh, people want it to go away. Hey, Sean, you want to stay around for the final segment uh, and yeah. uh, give us some predictions and different things? Sure. All right, cool. We're going to uh, take a break right here. If you want to jump into the conversation, it's 402-342-1290 or 800-577-1290. You can catch us on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash America's Healthcare Challenge. You're listening to America's Healthcare Challenge on News Talk 1290 on Independence Day weekend. We'll be back right after this.
is a healthcare reform consulting company with valuable information that is up to date and easy to understand. We have solutions to manage compliance, minimize penalties and taxes, and all other options. Check out healthreformexplained.com. Research shows moving is one of the most stressful events in a person's life. But thanks to two men in a truck, it doesn't have to be. They have everything you need to move. A courteous professional staff who will customize your move, which includes a no-obligation estimate, a schedule to fit your convenience, and all the necessary packing supplies. And two men in a truck will help you watch your budget, too. Don't stress. Let two men in a truck handle your home or business move. Go to twomeninatruck.com. Two men in a truck selected Best of Omaha for nine years straight with an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. are listening to America's Healthcare Challenge with Sean McGuire. Join the conversation at 402-342-1290 or at 800-577-1290. Once again, direct from the American heartland, here's your host, Sean McGuire. Welcome back to America's Healthcare Challenge here on News Talk 1290 Coil. This is Alan Hager sitting in for Sean McGuire, who's in the Twin Cities this weekend at a wedding with a couple of physicians. And so uh, when we uh, were last at break or before the break, we were talking with Sean and Sean joins us again. Hey, Sean, give us some predictions that you see coming up here uh, and, and different things that to be on the lookout for that you se- uh, seem to believe might be uh, something that the listeners want to know about. Well, first of all, people aren't going to want to miss our show next week. Uh, we got Stuart Flonen. Uh, you're probably familiar with him, Alan. Oh, I uh, love Stuart. Yeah, he's one of our best contributors. We're going to be spending uh, the whole episode really taking a very, very deep look at uh, how employers are affected by all of these changes because what we're hearing uh, from our industry sources is that employers are just going to be seeing massive rate increases um, these next few years, and in particular this next year. And so uh, we wanted to look uh, look a little bit more in that, kind of similar to our episode uh, on drug pricing. And so uh, that's something that you're not going to want to miss uh, and something that uh, I encourage people to be aware of and understand. They, they need to be working with the right partners and uh, advisors on all of these things because healthcare costs continue to go up and utilization continues to go up, and uh, education is still not there, and it's um, something that uh, that's going to be quite uh, difficult uh, for us. And uh, many people would agree with the statement and analysis that we've said, Alan, is that uh, healthcare is one of the is, if not the only, uh, but one of the main reasons why the economy is uh, is just eking along. Right, one uh, percent growth. Moment. Yeah, and that's just not that's just not going to do it. And that you know, people are hurting out there. Uh, I like to say that I pride myself on connecting and talking to people. I like like doing that. And uh, and it's just a lot of people are trying to be are asked to be paying more for less. And costs on everything, uh, everyday expenses that uh, we all kind of started to take for granted are are, are continuing to go up. And and I think we can't we can't uh, sustain ourselves if our economy only grows at one percent. Right, and it's so going much more. So, how can people get a hold of you if they need your assistance? Uh, besides the website at edbellasink.com? dot com. No, they could call us four zero two eight eight four ninety twenty and leave a message on our answering service, and I will get back to them. So that's four zero two eight eight four ninety twenty. And so uh, and the blog is healthreformexplained dot com. Uh, which has our analysis and uh, posts every week. Right. And so, Sean, thank you so much for joining the show. Uh, again, next week, Stuart Sloan is going to be here with Sean and myself, and we're going to have a an amazing conversation about insurance costs and, and, and different types of costs. And speaking of costs, I just found an article in the New York Times that came out uh, three days ago. It's called The Growing Cost of a Hospital Stay. And... Uh, it shows in here that the average po- out-of-pocket per state has grown by 37%. It's a growth rate of 6.5% per year during a time when the overall healthcare spending grew just 2.9%. Now, within that, you'll find this interesting, Sean. The average copayment for a hospital stay, so the fixed amount pay per visit, went up by 33%, and the amount of hospitalized patients 
paid toward their deductibles went up by 86. So I am sure this story will figure significantly next week in our conversation with Stuart, and I will send you the link to it so we can have a conversation about this because this goes right in line with that. Mm-hmm. And so... Yeah. It'll be awesome. You're not going to want to miss it, folks. No, you're not going to want to miss next week's show. And, uh, you know, it's Independence Day weekend. Sean, you be safe out on the road. Uh, Who's your favorite founders, by the way? Matt, who's yours? <laughs> you guys are going to put me on the spot like Absolutely. that? Absolutely. Uh, Thomas Jefferson, without a doubt. I would have to say second that opinion and say Jefferson myself. Who's yours, Sean? Oh, you know, I, I, I kind of like all of them actually but uh patrick henry the more i learn about him yep give me liberty or give me death yeah but i don't know if he's i don't know if he actually went up there but I, he was one that i really enjoyed thomas Paine was a good one too james madison too james, yeah, yep, yeah. yep yep yeah but uh listen to uh, listen to us next week on america's health care challenge this is uh a weekly show that covers health care reform in our uh country we also may talk a little bit about veterans politics and VA policies uh, regarding health care. All kinds of different things going on in the world of health care right now. You're not going to want to miss next week. Uh, it's, you know, take care of yourself this weekend. It's very important that you consider your own health. And that's what we try to do here is talk about health care and make sure that everybody is aware of what's going on in our world today. We're coming up to the end of the show, and I must say it was a great day today with Matt and our callers and Sean on the air. Join us next week on America's Healthcare Challenge on the mighty 1290 Coil You can listen to us on our SoundCloud page. Join the conversation on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash America's Healthcare Challenge. Also, healthreformexplained.com is where we put up all the information that you want to know before our show the following week. Join us next week for another show on America's Healthcare Challenge here on News Talk 1290 Coil.